This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Friends, sufferers, fellow humans, welcome back to the ActiveX Back Show. In today's episode, entitled How Can I Relieve My Lower Back Pain or Sciatica, I'm following on picking up the thread from our first episode, Why Does My Lower Back Pain or Sciatica Keep Coming Back? in which I introduced the cliff of pain metaphor. Now, if you have not listened to the first episode, I would encourage you to do so before listening to this one. So go back and start at the beginning where we always should start. So moving into this show, how can I relieve my lower back pain or sciatica? Now, at the end of this episode, I will be leaving you with one golden rule. So one takeaway that you can remember that will enable you to put into practice everything that you learn in this episode. Now, I should warn you, this episode is going to be a little bit longer than the last one I did. How long, I can't tell you yet because I'm just at the beginning of recording it. So uh, bear with me. So there will be one golden rule at the end of the episode. Now, before we get into it uh, and picking up on that theme of a golden rule, one thing I often hear from people is, well, what about this idea, Gavin, of no pain, no gain? Now, this is a rule that comes to us from the world of athletics and bodybuilding and weight training. No pain, no gain has absolutely no place in clinical rehabilitation. If you are trying to recover from a painful episode of something, No pain, no gain is a disaster. So wipe it from your mind. If you are an athletic person and a competitive person, leave it on the pitch, right? It has nothing to do with rehabilitating from injury. Uh, I can hear you may very well be relieved to hear that. So if you've been given exercises by somebody in the past and they're a bit sore to do, but you've been encouraged to push through the pain, That is disastrous advice. Wipe it from your mind. No pain, no gain gets the thumbs down. And that was just to symbolize the thumbs down in our own painful way. So the takeaways from today, there are two key principles involved in recovering from lower back pain or sciatica. Okay, so two key principles. The first principle is, number one, stop making it hurt. Okay, so if it hurts, don't do it. Now, for some of us, that might seem a really obvious answer, um, but why? Why is it important to avoid painful experiences? Well, Essentially, this is to do with biology. So the biological purpose of pain is an alarm system. Pain is there to warn you. It's your body's, your your nervous system's way of saying, careful, 
If you persist with that course of action, you are putting yourself in further danger. That is the purpose of pain. Okay, so why should you stop doing things that make it hurt? One, because you're in danger of doing further damage or damage full stop. And two, because you are in also in danger of sensitizing your nervous system. So here's a scenario. If you put your hand on a hot plate, if it didn't hurt and you left your hand there, you would do further damage, wouldn't you? Yes, so further damage. But the other thing that would happen is that your nervous system would cause you more and more pain for the same degree of input. So next time you put your hand on a hot plate, it would hurt even more because your nervous system becomes more and more alarmed that you're ignoring this painful stimulus. Now remember, pain is there to protect you. It's an alarm system. So if you ignore that alarm system, the only way your nervous system has of adapting is to ramp up the response. So if you ignore pain and try and persist, you will sensitize your nervous system. And we know how this works, and I'll cover more of this in future um, podcast episodes. But it's extremely important. If it hurts, back off. Okay, A, because you're in danger of doing further damage, but B, because you're in danger of sensitizing your nervous system and causing it to give you more and more pain for less and less input. So that is principle number one, stop making it hurt. And I think I used the metaphor or the comparison in the first episode of someone having a sore head, but persisting in banging their head against a brick wall. Yeah, if you have a sore head, banging it against a brick wall is not going to allow it to get better. So don't do things that make it hurt. And just this morning, I saw a lady for the first time who had first developed lower back pain three years ago following the birth of her son. And steadily, slowly, her episodes have increased in frequency and now they've dramatically increased in severity. Even though the trigger, the thing that she does just before she falls off into the sea of pain, the trigger is perfectly innocuous, like stooping forward a little bit. But now she's getting more and more serious levels of pain, despite the fact that she probably hasn't done any great amount of damage to her back. It's just that her nervous system has become increasingly alarmed that she's persisting in the activity that's causing her pain. So principle number one, stop making it hurt. Now, principle number two is to do everything that you can to promote healing. Your body and your back are amazing things. They are a master of the evolutionary process. Spines never ceases to astonish me how much a human spine can do and how much it can endure before it starts to give way and cause problems. We all have this innate capacity for healing. Now, some of us are better at it than others. And as you age, and if you're uh, in the second half of life, as I may very well be on the, on the edge of, um, then it is likely that you don't heal as well as you did when you were younger. 
so be it. You know, we have to work with what we have. But it's very important that you allow your body time and space to heal. Now, how do you do that? So I have three pillars for healing. The first is to make sure that you are eating well and drinking well so that everything that goes in your mouth is nurturing you rather than poisoning you. And the best way to do that is to make sure that everything is home cooked, prepared from scratch if at all possible, and as little processed food as possible. Now, I'm not going to dive into the details of behind that, but that pillar of eating and drinking well is super important. People talk about being well hydrated. There is some debate about how much water or fluids you need to take in in order to be well hydrated, but certainly it is important to have enough fluids coming in. People talk about eight glasses a day of water. Um, again, this is all debatable, but make sure that you're drinking enough and certainly eating well and not eating rubbish. You are literally, your body is made of what you eat. You could eat a banana now, and within a few hours, that banana has been turned into you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So you eat a banana and it becomes you. Um, you eat a piece of this or a piece of that, and you convert it into you. So what you eat has an enormous impact on your capacity for healing. Now, the second pillar is sleep. Good sleep is super important. We hear about it in the context of mental health, but it's equally important in the context of physical health. It's during your sleep time that your body is rebuilding. So you're doing all sorts of damage during the day uh, through physical activity and perhaps through what you eat. And it's during night that the repair and recovery process goes on. So making sure that you have adequate amounts of sleep both from a quality perspective and a postural perspective. So it's important that you're in a sleeping position that allows your body to heal. And again, we'll cover more on this in future episodes. And finally, the last pillar to promote healing is movement. It's super important to move when you're healing. If you stay static, so let's take an extreme end of the spectrum, bed sores. Bed sores are caused by lack of movement and sustained pressure on a tissue so that eventually that tissue breaks down through lack of sufficient blood flow, build up of waste products and essentially the tissue starts to break down. So bed sores are an extreme end of the lack of movement spectrum. Now at the other end is too much movement so if you're constantly stressing a tissue as it's healing then you will prevent healing from taking place. So imagine you've torn something, we'll call it a muscle for argument's sake. That muscle has to heal by the formation of scar tissue initially, and then that scar tissue slowly being replaced by fresh muscle tissue. As that process is happening, as you are healing, if you overstrain the tissue, you will re-tear it. I call it picking the scab. This is very common with disc problems. So if you have a disc injury, discs are exceptionally slow to heal. They have a very poor blood supply. In fact, they have no direct blood supply. And so they get all their nutrition by perfusion from the bone above and the bone below. And during that period of healing, 
if you strain the disc um, too much, then you will tear that scar tissue before it has fully formed, and that will kick you back into the inflammatory stage of healing. So inflammation is the first stage of healing. So people with disc problems frequently fail to recover or take a very long time to recover because they keep picking the scab. They keep re-injuring the disc while it's in that early stages of healing. So there we have the three pillars of promoting healing, eating well, sleeping well, and moving well. And there'll be a lot more on those three in future episodes. So a little bit more on the movement thing. What should you do? Well, this brings us to the golden rule. And the golden rule is use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. Now, don't abuse it means don't do things that hurt for the reasons mentioned previously. Use it or lose it refers to the physiological fact that if you do not use your physical capacities, you will lose them. But also to the fact that as you move, you are bringing fresh oxygenated blood into the area and washing away the waste products of metabolism and inflammation. So it's very important to get that fluid exchange. Physios I know often use the phrase, motion is lotion. <clears throat> and my throat needs a little bit of lotion now. You get to hear me swallowing. <sighs> Excuse me. Too much talking. So motion is lotion. It's super important to move. By doing so, you wash away the inflammation, you bring fresh blood into the area, and that promotes healing, which, remember, is one of the two principles here, promoting hearing, healing. So, use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. You will hear me re, um, reiterate that so many times. It is my mantra and has been for 20 years. I hope that you take it in and adopt it as your mantra for the recovery process. Use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. Don't irritate it, otherwise you'll sensitize your nervous system and potentially do further damage. But make sure you use it or you will lose it, and that's about eating, sleeping, and moving well. So there we have it. In a nutshell, how can I relieve my lower back pain or sciatica? Stick to that golden rule of use it or lose it, but don't abuse it. And in future episodes, we'll dive a lot more deeply into each of these aspects of the use it or lose it, but don't abuse it principle. Looking at the framework of moving, eating, sleeping and socialising well and more on that in future episodes. In the next episode of the Active Back show, we will be addressing or answering the question, how can I prevent lower back pain or sciatica? And again, we'll be returning to the cliff of pain and diving into, oh, I'm going to mix my metaphors. We're not diving into the sea of pain at all. We're diving into that topic. So enough said from me. And I hope you've got a lot of value out of this episode. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the ActiveX Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at ActiveXBacks.